0: Hello, all, and welcome back to another episode of Movies and Us, a weekly gathering place filled with conversations about movies, stories, and connection. My name is Jennifer Hahn. And I'm Sarah Callan. And today we are going to be reviewing the film Napoleon, and we are joined by a very special guest, Dylan. Dylan, do you want to introduce yourself?
1: Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Uh, I'm Dylan. I am a casual movie enjoyer. Uh, mediocre uh history buff but a hardcore <laughs> opinion giver so I'm ready for this.
0: <laughs> I love it. We love opinion givers here on Movies and Us. It's great. It's great. Um Dylan is a friend of the podcast and has been on some of our past episodes as well so go check those out. Oh uh, excited to dive into this conversation today. I think this is gonna be an interesting one on Napoleon. So Sarah do you want to start us off with an ITB summary for Napoleon?
2: Sure. An epic that details the checkered rise and fall of French Emperor Napoleon Bonaparte and his relentless journey to power through the prism of his addictive, volatile relationship with his wife, Josephine.
0: All right. And let's start off with our one sentence summaries for Napoleon. Dylan, as our guest, we'll have you share first. Uh,
1: For me, Napoleon is like if your mom says we have Oppenheimer at home.
0: (laughs) Oh! I love the comparison, Oppenheimer. We'll have to unpack that. Yes, 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 yes.
2: Okay, Sarah, what was your one sentence summary? Mine is "Heavy is the head that wears the hat."
0: Mm. Amazing, amazing. <laughs> uh,
2: my one sentence summary
0: is to all the Ridley critics saying you think you're so great because you know how to make an epic movie. My answer is precisely so. <laughs> Okay, this is going to be fun. (laughs)
2: Yeah.
0: (laughs) I'm excited to dive in. I think we've got a spectrum of opinions, and we've got opinion givers here, so this is going to be great. Let's start off with our initial thoughts of Napoleon, and typically we keep our first section spoiler-free, but because this is based on history, uh, we're just going to dive right in. So y'all have full free reign to talk about any parts of this movie. So, Dylan, I am intrigued to hear your thoughts about the the at home version of oppenheimer here tell us your thoughts oh,
1: it was i didn't i did not enjoy it um it it felt uh dis disjointed disconnected like there was it felt like there was lots of fluff like there's lots of party scenes his life just kind of i don't know you just kind of flip through it really fast but i don't really feel like i got a lot of meat Napoleon as a character is interesting. I don't know how historically accurate it was. Um, Josephine, I've done a little research, doesn't seem super historically accurate. But um, both of those characters were interesting. But I feel like a lot was skipped over in the relationship. I just, I don't know, I, I was left wanting more.
0: Okay. And we'll talk a little bit about more about what that more might have been that you maybe would have loved to see. Uh, Sarah, what were your thoughts about Napoleon?
2: uh yeah I agree with what Dylan said I did not have a good time watching this movie uh which also is not surprising to me so like just take everything I say about this movie with a grain of salt (laughs) because I tend to not like period pieces and I also don't like war movies so like this is not this is not a Sarah movie and I knew that going into it um but I tried to give it a chance uh for me, I wish that this film wasn't as like grand as it is. I-, I wish that they would have given themselves like a smaller scope. So like let's focus on this part of Napoleon's life so that we can really learn about this character and really explore him or explore his relationship with Josephine. Like I feel like I went into this movie not really knowing a whole lot about Napoleon, but I left the theater. Having not gained much either, so I, I feel like I didn't get to know this emperor any better than I already knew him. And the battle scenes are incredible. The you know costuming and set design and all of these things are very good. and I feel like this is like visually a well-made movie, but for me the characters just weren't robust enough, so there wasn't enough for me to latch on to to really be like emotionally invested into the story.
0: Yeah, yep. I am not surprised by either of your critiques. I actually have the same ones for this movie, but <laughs> I really loved this movie, and I I think that Ridley Scott is um, an incredible organizer. I think that's the, th- some, the one thing that I was like reflecting on at leaving this movie is that the first of all the dedication to doing real production sets and props and all of that and not go the cheaper CGI route. I respect so much and I think it pays off in this movie with the the epicness I think um really lands well and it lands well for this story and for this uh historical figure so I just see a lot of potential for what this movie could have been I think that Ridley Scott needs to be paired with a really great screenwriter and I think that's the problem is that he's got his superpowers he's Built his career in advertising There are some shots in this movie that are absolutely Stunning and so evocative But the Script is the problem with this movie And where it chooses to pace itself, where it chooses to focus on. Um, I thought that your comparison to Oppenheimer was really apt. Dylan, I had kind of a similar thought, which is Oppenheimer is also about a great man, but there's so many themes and nuances and complexity that the movie invites you to ponder. And and it's really meaty uh, intellectually and emotionally for who this person is and the larger themes that he represents. And I, I wanted that for this movie as well. Um I don't think this movie has anything interesting to say about Napoleon. I think it also like focuses on a lot of the, the stereotypical things and, and character traits of this historical figure that we already knew. And I wish the movie invited us into these larger themes around power and corruption and believing your own uh, narrative and your destiny and all these things that I think are really fascinating about Napoleon, uh, but the movie doesn't really invite us into. So my problems with this movie are really around um, the script. And I think that the execution on all of the other aspects of the filmmaking, the cinematography, the managing the production sets, all of that I thought was fabulous. So I feel conflicted about this movie. I see, I think I have some very similar critiques, but uh, there's potential. And I think Ridley does something that a lot of filmmakers cannot do and, and choose not to do sometimes as well.
2: Yeah, that's that's so interesting i i had a similar thought while watching of like what what is this movie trying to get me to to think about you know like i was sitting there and i was like okay what themes am i going to try and pull out of this that aren't actually there and i just started making like a mental list in my mind of like oh we can think about this instead and so i was i was trying to like layer meaning into this but i i I see what you mean, Jen, and I I do agree. I think that the the script is the weakest part of this whole movie, and if that had been better, I this could have been as good as Oppenheimer. But I, I think the script really lets it down.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I wish I had uh, something else to offer, but I I think you're both spot on. Unfortunately, it just it just did not come together.
0: So let's talk a little bit about the script, shall we? And Uh, which parts didn't work for you, which parts did work for you. I think this is kind of an interesting task for any um, screenwriter to figure out this entire person's epic life story, where they choose to focus, where they spend and dwell a lot of scenes and spend a lot of time in versus let's just montage it or gloss over and and jump to the next piece. Um, Where are the parts that you think could have been interesting And then where are the parts that really just didn't work for you at all? Let's dive into that a little bit.
1: This might be a controversial take. I don't know. Uh, But (laughs) I I wanted more time with him in exile. He got exiled twice. And throughout both exiles, I think we spend like two minutes of screen time like on an island. And I feel like putting this great character who is super ambitious... Like very passionate about his wife, all this other stuff, like taking that personality that just desires and wants so much and putting them into isolation, like that sounds like a very transformative, very interesting time that like, I think the first time he was in isolation for seven years, you can't tell me he didn't change. Um, Or have like darker (laughs) moments or like, you know, evolve through that. Then we just skip right past it. But instead we have like lots of fluff, like party scenes that don't really add a lot for me about the character or about Josephine. And so for me, like cut party scenes and give me more time of like Napoleon writing letters or like going crazy on the island and like show me how he transformed out of that.
0: That is a fascinating take Yeah honestly they could have spent Like an entire movie with this like really interesting Character study starts with like Him getting exiled The movie's focused on him in exile and Elba The first time around And then your climactic scene is um, Him trying to take everything back At Waterloo and failing completely And that's the big epic scene End movie you know like that That would be a
2: great movie let's just take that little snippet Yeah,
1: It would It so would
2: And I I think that's what I wanted from this movie is I I think that they just bit off more than they could chew. And trying to tell this man's life over so many years, like, it's just it's too much, even for a two and a half hour movie, even for Ridley Scott. So I I really wish that they had just picked a, a narrow sliver of his life. And let's focus on that. And then really dive deep into this character, learn more about him. And then you can more easily weave in some of these themes that you want to point out about our world today. You know, I, so I I think if they had gone narrower and just focused on his exile, that's a brilliant idea. That would be so fun. Another thought that I had is like focus solely on his, his military prowess and, uh, And just because there was almost this, if if I'm remembering correctly, and I'm not a history nerd, but there was almost this like he can't lose thing about Mm -hmm. him because he just kept winning. And even if he lost, he still won and gained more power. And so that is fascinating to dive into that psyche of a man who just keeps winning battle after battle after battle until he's finally stopped. And so I think that that could have been a really interesting character study and then my other thought was you can go deep with him and Josephine and explore both of these people who were both complex mm. and and very dysfunctional and had a very toxic relationship yet seemed to actually love each other that also could have been interesting and you can extrapolate different themes out of that as well so i i think there's a lot of different ways that this movie had gone and i think if they had Narrowed their focus a little bit, then they could have created a more rich and dynamic movie. well, what's fascinating about that is
0: I read that there's a four hour cut version of this movie mm-hmm. that includes way more scenes with josephine. Um oh. I wonder what that movie's like, and if it has the time to dive deeper into that relationship because I think that it's this movie seems to be. But the script specifically seems to be most captivated by that relationship. If you think about like every battle scene is kind of a vehicle to get him either leaving or back home to Josephine and all of the like strife that he experiences um, emotionally by being away from her. And the movie also ends with that three words his three final words. And the last word is Josephine. So the, the movie seems to be most captivated by that aspect of him and it's actually not the movie that I wanted I wanted this to be a process movie uh focused on his military genius and give me some big battle scenes show me all of the like locations and strategy that he's putting into and then maybe end with his um invasion into Russia and the fact that he just gets kind of too his head gets too big and he overestimates um, the negotiation power that he has there and kind of comes back home having lost like 400,000 men or something ridiculous. Um, but instead, the movie seems most captivated by this relationship with Josephine. And I was trying to think about like why that choice. And I wonder if it's because it's it's a distinctive aspect about Napoleon as a, as a historical figure is he is this uh, highly successful incredibly powerful man and yet he's got this soft spot and almost this insecurity when it comes to his relationship with Josephine. And i wonder if the, the script was originally just like most captivated by that dissonance and wanted to portray those big battle scenes juxtaposed with this man who just wants to be loved by the person that he loves most and and chic is always elusive in that and I think you've seen, we've seen so many like great men just kind of in their personal lives, in their personal lives also be arrogant and, and um, kind of controlling and can do what they want and whatnot. But Napoleon is unique in that he, he doesn't, he has that dissonance and that is pretty interesting about him.
2: Yeah. I just, it's so interesting because the movie focuses so much on that relationship, but I don't, I don't feel like you, that, that relationship like comes to anything, you know, (laughs) like we see a lot of scenes of them together and we, we hear his reading of his letters to her and we see their conversations, but like, it doesn't reveal much. I don't think about either of these characters and, and yeah, yeah, you get to see like his insecurities. You get to see that they, they seem to love each other, but, I I don't know, I I just kept wondering, like, why are we doing this? (laughs) Like, what is the point that you're trying to make about these people? Other than just a dramatic retelling of history, which is fine. Like, if that's the goal, that's fine. But I don't know, there's so much screen time is devoted to them. And it it just didn't, I don't know, it didn't like pack a punch to me, which is a a real shame, because I think that could have been interesting, because they're both dynamic characters. And yet somehow those scenes just did not work for me.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. It, it, the relationship I think is probably the most fascinating part of the movie to me, but it, it, I mean, kind of what y'all are saying, it, it just skims the surface. It, the movie struggles to go, you know, like beneath the waves, it struggles to dive and get into that meat. Um, cause there's, there's some really interesting stuff, like, especially in reading some of these letters and like background <laughs> on the two, like there's so much here that's just fascinating and they seem to maybe hint at it. But like you had two and a half hours, like, come on, like go a little deeper. Um, uh, it's very frustrating. I think this could have been great. And I think I'm a little upset with how much I don't like the movie. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I had to get that off my chest.
0: No, no, it's so real, especially because if you're really excited for this movie too, and then it's kind of a letdown. Um, yeah, it has all it has all of the aspects that could make it great. It's got really got the helm. It's tackling like a very fascinating, both like the inner life and the outer life historical figure. Like, hello, this should be awesome. But I think Sarah, your point that you brought up earlier around where ch- this movie chooses to spend its time probably is its biggest you're right its biggest downfall because we can't go deep in any of these scenes and really know these people know these characters because there just wasn't time and even the time that it did give i felt like it wasn't used efficiently and well enough to to kind of paint a a interesting portrait of these people they they're kind of caricatures in a lot of ways from beginning to the end and uh, we never have the time to really know who they are and where those like what do they desire what does Josephine desire you know like still don't- i don't really know
2: yeah and i I think obviously he is a historical figure, and so there's i i maybe we're more willing to like go along with the story just because he is a historical figure, and we know that all of these things happen, but I just i wanna know these characters i want to know their motivations because to me i kept watching these battle scenes that were really really well done and you can tell cost a ton of money Uh, but i was just wondering like why are we doing this why because napoleon with a wave of his hand kills hundreds of thousands of men just with a wave of his hand. And I'm like, I want to know why we're in this battle. I want to know why he is doing this. Is it just so that he can stay in power? Is it an ego thing? Like, I need to know about this character and why he's doing this thing. And the film just doesn't give you a lot of that. It's just like, oh, here's a battle. Okay, then he goes home to Josephine and oh, here's another battle. And then oh, Josephine. And I'm just I yeah, I wanted more to make to make those things more meaningful. But I don't know. Maybe that's just me.
1: <laughs> no, you're not alone. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I think that's that's one
0: of the other critiques I have of this movie is they didn't even make the battle scenes exciting. You know, like that was your moment to shine, Ridley Scott. Like this is your this is the the big epic part of the movie, and uh, I I think there needed to be more um, pacing in the action. Like, it's kind – a lot of the battle scenes are kind of like one tone. There's the, the, okay, we're getting ready for this. And then they – the two sides collide and meet each other. And then it's just pure just mayhem at the same volume. And then it's over. And I I think that they – they need to study like great action sequences, and then apply the same principles of there's there's an emotional roller coaster that we need to go on, but there's also a sense of like time and space and who all of the positioning of all of the different parties are in this. Like I think the um the battle of uh, Waterloo is a perfect example. That actual battle is so interesting based on the positioning of uh Prussia versus uh, the British and the strategy that napoleon had going into it to try and like fork them away from each other and the fact that that didn't work like that inherently has so much interesting tension and stakes and drama associated with it because it's different from what napoleon's strategy and what his plans and what he calculated was but I w- the whole time i'm watching that um what are and i'm just like the actual battle is more interesting than the movie is making it. And usually it's the other way around. It's like the battle is a little bit more straightforward and the movie does the like big swell dramatic stuff to make it really exciting. Um, But it just felt like a missed opportunity. So I think even those battle scenes, I think we needed more of a sense of strategy, how that strategy is either executed well or gets thwarted and the positioning of all the, the parties at play and, and how, they're going to to execute i think that would have made those battle scenes also just in and of themselves as like uh, entertainment a lot more exciting for this movie as well so the battle scenes i also kind of left me wanting more
1: yeah i enjoyed the battle scenes lots of good visual stimuli you know i i was interested but it didn't like the 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 timing of the battles i don't think made sense and I could be wrong on this. It was a long movie. But I felt like watching the Waterloo battle at the end that it – I think it was about the same amount of time or maybe even shorter as the very opening battle of just mm-hmm. Napoleon taking the fort. It was like, this is Waterloo. Like, make the other stuff smaller. Like, we should really be going in depth here. But it it, it seemed like each battle kind of got the exact same amount of screen time. Mm. It was kind of similar motions. You had some pretty set pieces. But, like, you just – they just kind of kept the pace um, and just, just pushed it through. Yeah,
2: that that first battle, I was so confused, honestly, because, because there wasn't that sense of place like you were mm-hmm. talking about, Jen, and I, I couldn't understand the space between people. I also couldn't tell like who was who because it was just a bunch of like white dudes in... <laughs> 1700s dress uh and so at, 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 during the night at lit night. up by
0: My like God. fire yes their faces.
2: so I was just I was so confused during that and people are firing at each other but I couldn't tell who was who and and what they were firing at or like where they were firing to and how far apart people were and I was just it was so confusing and and so I I do agree that I think they could have done a better job helping us really just setting the scene basically so we understand better what is going on though I would imagine especially in a battle like that it's just mayhem and confusion so maybe that's what they were going for is just you're just trying to kill the enemy and it's insane and we are in the (laughs) insanity with him I don't know but that one oh I was I was so lost it's like oh no this is going to be a rough movie if this is how we're starting. <laughs> yeah.
0: They needed to do what Top Gun Maverick does so beautifully, which is like tell you what the plan is, how difficult yes. it is, and then yeah. showcase them succeeding and, or not. And um, each step of the way kind of showcasing that the business, it would be a different movie. They would need that again. It's time from somewhere. So that's another I think flavor of this that they could have focused on is just the the military prowess and like you were saying Sarah that being tied with his pride and then the ways that he towards the end of his military career overcalculates overestimates because he's starting to believe that he truly is invincible and that confidence then um, overriding his sense of like judgment and maybe you know we can see some of the scenes where he has people that are you know uh, doubting the plans or, or raising concerns and he just shuts them down because he believes in his mythology that he truly is destined for greatness and he's been invincible. If you've been invincible for like a period of 10 years through like the domination of Europe, like I too would probably be overestimating a lot by the end. <laughs> but that being his ultimate downfall, is like a really interesting story about just the nature of humanity too. And I think that would be,
2: that would be great. I mean honestly that battle of waterloo could have probably been the whole movie like (laughs) if it is like as complex as you guys are saying like Yeah. yeah man like let's let's lay out the process and in that you can see his ego and then things go wrong and you get to see his genius trying to maneuver but his ego blocks his genius from actually being genius and then everything goes to crap like Mm-hmm. I don't know. That could be a whole movie. This movie just does too much. Like, Napoleon was too ambitious, just
1: and so like was Emperor the movie. Napoleon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. That's a great point.
0: We need this to be like a six movie series where you just give, let's just give Ridley Scott all of the money to make like a really dedicated, deep study into Napoleon and recreate all of the battle scenes. Minute by minute. Here's That's here,
2: what I okay. want. Here's my my That's counter proposal to you. Okay, is we get like the dream team of directors, oh. and they each, they each one, get a battle. Well, yeah, that too. But like each one can take like a specific subset of his life, and you have mm. like a very like narrow scope, and mm. then they can like oh. fully explore it, and so yes. you can get like these different takes on this character told through different visual styles. Like, that could be really fun. That could be so fun. Wouldn't that be great? We could get that a bunch would. of Napoleon content, but it would all be interesting and dynamic and different. <laughs> I think that would be fun. I love it. This would be like right. New York stories, but Napoleon version. Yeah. Yes.
0: Let's do yes. it.
1: Yeah, it sounds amazing. Wow. I would I would watch that.
0: Mm. And and the the directors can, like, bid for which... <laughs> <laughs> which period of life that they yes. want yeah that would be great yeah highest demand is that exile movie the introspective exile oh. movie for some like directors that really are captivated by that yeah well on the topic of the battle scenes they're the the specific like second half of the austerlitz uh battle scene with the ice the shots of the 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 men falling into the water, the the red blood like oozing, and the men and the horses like falling into uh, this giant below freezing icy lake. I I thought that that was the moment where it showcased what Ridley Scott does so well, and you can see his roots starting in advertising, where you have such a short period of time to create a sense of atmosphere and mood and emotion visually I thought like that was that was the perfect microcosm of what Ridley's great at and if we could if we had the better opportunity to pair that with a better script like it's a match made in heaven you know like he knows how to create those imagery and and visuals and cinematography that are so evocative um He's not as great as the like, at the like character study, like aspects of this movie. But when he's using his superpowers well for a moment that is right and crafted correctly, it, it sings. It really sings. And that Austerlitz second half battle was where I was like, this is what this movie could have been. You're pairing the emotion with the visuals, and then ideally you're pairing it. It's anchored back into this character and, and, these themes and this could have been fabulous. So that's that's the scene that I was like, I love this, I'm on board for this, I'm advocating for you even <laughs> though I know this is like flailing.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad you mentioned that scene in particular because I think that's a perfect example for me where this, the, uh, let me start this over. Uh, so I agree that like those <laughs> scenes sing uh, and I was, like, getting really wrapped up in it. The cannons get unveiled. Like, I'm loving all of this. But it kept, uh, multiple times throughout the movie, I kept getting jarred out of that singing. It was like they were, you know, having trouble finding their pitch uh, just to have to bring the analogy back home. Uh, because they seemed to re- lean really heavily into, like, the gore aspect and trying to make these, like, really, you know, gritty battle scenes. But the CGI on some of it and just the decisions mm. for, like, how much blood to let out was so like comically bad in my opinion at times like at times it was great but there was like a fire that would go off at one point like a horse gets shot in the chest with a cannonball and like it just looked bad like it looked like cgi from like a long time ago in my opinion uh as the dudes were like falling into the ice like some of it was super realistic but others it was like they would literally just like step off into it and then it would (laughs) to underneath of them and there's like gallons of blood pouring out from underneath of them it was like they fell there was already a hole there. They just fell. Like, why is there blood pouring out of this person? Um, so it's just those little things. It was like I, I was, I was captivated by the moment in the scene, and they did a really good job of stepping through those battles, especially the one on the ice. But I just kept getting rudely um awakened from that from that blissful slumber with bad CGI.
2: Yeah, I think that ice scene and there were multiple points throughout the movie that this happened, but there was a there was a point in the ice where I was like, okay, I, I've i seen enough of this. Like, people are dying in the ice. I understand. Can we keep it moving? Like, there were multiple points mm. in the movie during battles where I had that thought of, like, I've seen this. You've showed this to me over and over and over and over and over again. I've already seen an entire army fall through the ice. Why do I need to see even more people falling through the ice? I understand. So... I think for me, again, it just all ties back to the, the, the character and the story itself. And so I wasn't as invested in what was going on. And so seeing those images, while beautiful, after a while, I tired of it because I didn't have like a deep connection to what was happening on the screen.
0: I actually had that same feeling too, which is that I think this is so evocative in general, but it's, out, it's not connected to anything. Right, like you feel the emotion, but then you're like, this is not anchored in a person, a story, a theme. So then you're just like, it's 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 kind of dismembered from its body. <laughs> and if we could take that same ability to create visuals and tie them and have them be rooted in, um, like meteor themes and and characters and moments and whatnot, then uh It sings, but otherwise, it's you're right. It's it's dismembered from the body, and then they're just beautiful artistic visuals that Dylan feels like is weren't executed well <laughs> in the CGI, which is fair. Which is fair. There's a lot of red, a lot more red than has actually happened.
2: Yeah, yeah, there was. It was, and I agree. The gore did kind of feel misplaced sometimes in that opening battle when the horse takes oh the God. cannonball oh to the chest. I was like, oh no. Mm, this is not for me it was oh that was rough
1: yeah but it like like gore is uh, one thing and i and i uh, i am a war like movie person so like i sometimes can like enjoy the like this is what war is like you know like they're like trying to give you that (laughs) gritty take but like the horse took the cannonball to the chest and I wasn't like, oh, poor horse. I was like, that's an alien. I was like, oh, no, no, that's it's like innards like jiggling. But like it didn't it didn't look it didn't look real. <laughs> it just looked yeah, it fake. Bad. And it, it had that like highlighted line around it that you see when they just like insert like I don't know what they do, but they insert the CGI, you know, um, it uh-huh. just it, it. No part of me was like, oh, poor horse, which is what I should have been thinking or like, oh, gross. It was just, wow, really, that's the best we can do
0: like the first 20 minutes of this movie yeah. too yeah, <laughs> yeah. and
2: it, it just felt so like needlessly shocking like yes we're gonna just slap you in the face with gore because we're a gritty war movie get ready I was like, Really? <laughs> did you okay that's that's how we're doing this. Okay.
0: well then Honestly? they make the whole point of uh i think it's this brother who goes over to like dig out the The cannonball out of the horse and toss it back or was it napoleon napoleon it does back? it yeah, yeah and tosses it back to his brother or something like that yeah and you're like okay
1: honestly <laughs> It doesn't
0: mean something but i don't that really horse get it
1: dying that horse dying set the tone for me for the movie <laughs> like it's i was good open indicator. and then that happened and i went okay i think i know how this is gonna go <laughs> Also, am I crazy, but did they did they like just not put makeup on walking Phoenix really for like aging? Cause he starts the movie in like 1776 or whatever, and he looks like he's, he's the same, yeah. 40, 50 years old. <laughs> and then when he dies on the island in you know, mid whatever eighteen hundreds or early eighteen hundreds, he still looks the same. Ah, it's just you can't tell a biopic without like making him look younger, making yeah. him look older. <laughs> Because I think when he was uh, uh, like the Marie Antoinette beheading, I think he was in his like late 20s. And he definitely oh, yeah. does not look 20 at the start of that movie.
0: Yeah, which I actually think like from for the like goal of the that Toulon scene, that battle for the fort, it yeah. actually takes away from the movie's point because the whole point is like – he was so young and he had this like military genius and instinct in him. And he's young and ambitious and willing to like go for it. Like you kind of lose that because he looks like a grown man who yeah. like would know how to do this. You know, you kind of want like honestly someone that looks even younger to, to to create that effect of like, wow, he's so young and he's able to lead all of these men. Like clearly he is destined for greatness and he believes it too. You know, takes away from yeah. all that. <laughs> This movie yeah.
1: hurt me.
2: <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> you just you took a cannonball to the chest and battle. Yeah.
1: I'm so sorry. Oh. You tied it back in? Oh. Really good. It just it could have been so much more and yeah. it feels like there was just little choices, like multiple little choices that just really added up to to bad.
0: Yeah. And I think that's why I still have a soft spot for this movie, to be honest, is because it, there was potential and I see the potential. It just didn't capitalize on it at all. I think there are other movies where you're like, I don't even know how I would reconstruct this. But this one, it's got the, it's got all the ingredients. It's just decision making and script execution. The script, I think the script really, really hurts this movie significantly.
2: Okay, I, I have a question. How did you guys feel about Joaquin as Napoleon? Obviously, he needed makeup to make him look younger when he was supposed to be young and not a fifty year old man. But how did you feel about him in the role just in general?
1: so i <laughs> so i <laughs> uh, uh this split love and hate relationship um I really enjoyed his nonverbal communication. He pulled off like this weird, sad little dude persona very well. And just like the creepy, like staring with no emotion in situations, like that stoicism, but he has a like unique brand of stoicism with this. I thought was really, really good. Um him talking, some of his line delivery was great. Some of the like jokes he almost delivered, like when he found out for the second time he was being exiled and just starts laughing. Like some of that was really good. Um, but like no accent bothered me
0: oh yeah uh, <laughs>
1: um and i did i didn't think it would i think i think sarah might have even mentioned that before i even went to go see mm-hmm. it and i was like i'm oh, sorry. That's... and i was like no that's fine and then i started watching it and i was like this he's french why does he sound like joaquin phoenix um <laughs> and yeah so so nonverbals loved like loved i thought those were extraordinarily well done like multiple times watching his face i was uncomfortable but uh verbals i mean fine acting but like the accent really just pulls you out of a period piece
0: yeah i uh he is the right choice for this role i think he is the right actor for this cuz he can stow like toe that like nuanced um, distance and character so well uh, but I I'm gonna go back to the script honestly I'm gonna keep bragging on about it I'm sorry guys but like <laughs> I think that he isn't given uh, enough to work with and he's he's the script makes him to be a fool in a lot of in a lot of scenes and I think he he, he does that but I think that um, had he been given more and been able to showcase Uh, more dimensions of napoleon through the script i think that he could have done really well i think he is the right actor for this um because he can do awkward and, and like the social awkwardness of napoleon historically is fascinating he's not this like incredibly charismatic and and um very suave, great man, you know, like he there is this awkwardness about him. And I think that comes out really well in some of those scenes with Josephine. Joaquin's the right person to play that awkwardness. Um, he's got the insecurity, like all of that, the volatility. I think he, Joaquin's the perfect person to play it. And the other aspect of it is that he can be that commanding presence with his men as a military commander. Joaquin has the 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 aura that he can be on screen to play those scenes as well um i just think that he didn't, wasn't given much with the script uh so i think that that is my biggest qualm with it the scene that really did me in where i was like oh, okay i think i know what the kind of movie this is is when um they're doing the i think the takeover the coup and um there's a point where Joaquin says, you think you're so great because you have boats, to one of the British men. And I was like, oh, <laughs> this is a yeah. terrible line of dialogue. And it also just – it I literally laughed out loud in the theater because it's ridiculous coming from this man that we're supposed to take so seriously for this character study movie. Um, and, and I think that's indicative of, like, what Joaquin was given to work with. I think he's the right person for it. Sarah, what's well, a what Oh, Sorry, go ahead.
1: Uh, too many thoughts uh that was interesting because the scene where he's like uh uh, the the boats line i actually didn't think that was like bad writing i thought that was them trying to show like how much of a weird dude napoleon was because he's like so serious and whatever but it almost it it, for me it was like he's this emperor general person but then like that line was like oh he's just a child
0: Mm.
1: like that's how his mind works is he was just throwing a tantrum because i felt like there were some other moments like that but I don't know, maybe I was trying to put something into the movie that wasn't there. Maybe Napoleon wasn't like that and it was just bad writing.
0: No, I think that's I think that's a good point which is that the this movie does seem interested in making him seem like a fool in a lot of scenes. Um there's some moments where he's doing some like negotiating with the Tsar as well where I was like they're making him look like an idiot, but the Napoleon as a historical figure was incredibly uh tactful and 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 strategic Mm. and and planful and i don't and maybe it's the fact that the movie doesn't show any of that at all and they should have in the battle scenes and then maybe that play together could work really well but i don't think the movie does enough to showcase how brilliant napoleon was as well it's purely focused on like making him to be this like ridiculous fool
1: well and i will say reading because uh, I, I was fascinated enough to go like read some of his letters to Josephine. He is, he is okay. unhinged. Yeah. He is definitely like uh man child <laughs> does seem like a good fitting word. He uses great diction, great syntax, like seems very intelligent and well-spoken, but like that man is not stable. So I, I do buy into the, like he literally just threw tantrums at times, but I don't know. I don't know how how fully grounded that is, or if that was just his relationship with Josephine that, like, all reason and logic left him.
0: Yeah, I would have to maybe learn a little bit more about like what he's what his persona was like with um, other like public figures, country leaders, and stuff. But I I think that the dichotomy of his inner life and kind of in on his. In his personal relationships, particularly with Josephine, he is more of this man child. And then I would ass- I would assume that when he's negotiating with Britain, that he's not he's not as ridiculous. I don't know, but <laughs> the movie seems to lean in like fully heavily on both his inner and outer life as him being a man child. And I think that there's probably like a little bit more to that story than like he's probably much more tactful than that. I would assume. Maybe this is me also just feeling like this movie is a pretty scathing like review of Napoleon in general. Um, I'm I'm intrigued to hear y'all's thoughts on the ending text on screen, just listing like the numbers of people dead and how that plays in with the rest of the movie. But before we get there, Sarah, I'm curious your thoughts about Joaquin because we haven't heard your, your perspective on that.
2: I think he was a bad choice um Love Joaquin he's a great actor but i i agree with you Dylan that there were certain moments when he wasn't speaking that i was like oh okay that's really good but almost any time he would open his mouth i was like oh no this is not the business <laughs> like nope mm-mm. um and I, I i think especially because Napoleon was significantly younger during these events portrayed in this movie They needed to have somebody younger because I feel like that says so much more than if you have like a 50 year old dude Mm. doing all of these things. So if you have a younger guy in his 20s going through these things, he's exiled, I think in his 30s, if I'm not mistaken, like that paints a very different picture of what's going on. And I feel like that would almost lend itself better to the ambition and and these like fits of rage and the insecurity and all of these things, all of his erratic behavior might make a little bit more sense if he was younger. I feel like we got like a more stoic version of Napoleon. Like you could tell that he's not stable, but I feel like a lot of it is beneath the surface rather than very obvious. And I don't, I don't know, I, I feel like a more like... A younger actor portraying him might have been better. And then, to also, to your point, Jen, like fully flesh out the screenplay a little bit more to explore these different facets of this character would have made it, I think, better. So, I don't know. For me, Joaquin wasn't the right choice, and the screenplay wasn't great. So, it just is not a good combination.
0: That's an interesting perspective around, like, the that if the movie chose to highlight his youthfulness perhaps it makes a lot of the behaviors of napoleon in this movie feel a little bit more understandable i think that's a fair i think that's a fair assessment because then if we go back to that you think you're so great because you have both seen right like if you're like a mm-hmm. 25 year old 30 year old dude saying that it's like oh you just you really aren't uh experienced enough yet to know how to handle those situations so i don't know perhaps perhaps they that was a like a mismatch in expectation too you know like you would assume that like a 50 year old man has like lived enough life to know how to like manage relationships with foreign leaders and if you're a younger um ambitious aggressive uh man maybe they 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 would be more willing to say something like that i don't know it's an interesting thought, though. I'm like reimagining all of those scenes now with a younger with a younger person, and seeing how that fits.
2: Mm-hmm. I think we just wanted a different movie, and there's a lot of different versions of this different movie that we could have. Because <laughs> I, I also do think like, if okay, casting a, an older person to p- to play this historical figure, okay, cool what are you trying to achieve with that casting choice? Like, I, I just, it, it didn't feel purposeful to me. Like, because sometimes in, in a movie about a historical figure, it's not historically accurate, but liberties are taken to make a larger point, either about the character or these themes or the world around us, whatever. But I I don't know, it just, it felt like they, they chose Joaquin. Obviously, he's a great actor. He's, He's very, very good at what he does. But I wanted that choice because it's so different from history to actually lead us to think about something else. And, and his casting for me didn't do that. So I don't know, again, that's just me wanting more and wanting a different movie. And it is what it is.
0: I think, I think that like the, the choice of Joaquin again is kind of similar to them not using their, their superpowers and, strengths well because what Joaquin can do is an incredibly nuanced character study and that's precisely what this movie doesn't do you know like it's Mm -hmm. what he's great at is conveying the the full swirl of emotions at once and I think maybe the movie tries to do that with some of the scenes with Josephine but it doesn't it doesn't come through because the script's not great but but that's what Joaquin can do well and and bring that interesting commentary on all of the like competing sides of Napoleon as a person and how they're in tension with each other doesn't, but the the movie doesn't spend enough time on that. So if we had the character study version of this movie, that's,
2: that's where Joaquin can really shine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. You're right. He is older. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So we can have the Joaquin character study version of the movie that one's spoken for we just need to pair him with the director maybe that's the exile movie that dylan's Ooh. advocating for you know because oh, he absolutely. is the right age yes. he
0: dies when he's like 50 something 52 oh that would be so good
2: yeah okay yes exile walking well, in exile perfect <laughs> this is going to be a great movie mm-hmm.
1: i'm just left with so many questions about napoleon as a character study, as a like battle master, like I yeah. really hope somebody makes a biopic about him one day, so that I can learn more about Napoleon.
0: <laughs> we need ten directors to make this this deep study of all the aspects of him. What will what, be interesting about that idea that you had, Sarah, was I think each director is captivated by different things, and they would draw out something totally different yes. from this character, from this historical figure. And there is enough with Napoleon as a historical figure that you could draw out, honestly, so
2: many different dimensions and themes. Yeah. And I, I think that's why this movie is so frustrating is because yes. there's yeah. so much to this character. And even as I was watching, I was like, I can pull so many themes out of this that are so relevant for today. And the film doesn't seem to be interested in any of that, in in exploring the character, in in exploring these themes. It's just like, dude with Josephine. Dude in battle. Dude with Josephine. Like, come on. This can be so much richer and more exciting because it's all there. (sighs) Yeah. What a frustrating movie.
0: I'm curious your thoughts on the ending text on screen. This battle, this many dead, this battle, this money debt. How did how did you receive that? The cherry on top of this Sunday that you didn't enjoy, and then how did that maybe how you put that in conversation with the rest of the movie? Seems like an intentional choice for them to include that.
2: Yeah, I really i i struggled throughout this movie as we have discussed, um, because I kept wondering if like again i was wondering what this movie is trying to convey so in those battle scenes when he's just standing there and just with like a flick of his hand thousands of people are murdered and i was like okay is this trying to be like trying to show the horrors of war and and how devastating it is to, to these nations and these communities and the people that survive and and the people who served in the army, like, is it, is it trying to, to critique something about military and, and the way that we use weapons of war? Like I was, I was trying to, to, to figure out what this movie was trying to say, but at the same time, it's, it, it's like holding Napoleon in a in a certain regard at the same time. So I really struggled to figure out is this movie trying to critique the nature of war and and how we use power? And so then that final tallying of the dead seems to support maybe that this is is critiquing what Napoleon did but even larger than that, you know, how, how we wage war, but I don't feel like that's backed up with the movie itself. So I I really struggled with that because I I felt like I was missing something. I was like, is this, what is this film trying to say? What is this trying to get me to think about? I, I, I didn't know what to make of it. it. It, it felt like there was an idea there, but I couldn't piece it together. Yeah. I had a similar thought. Um, I think that
0: this movie is, uh, like a pretty scathing, uh, portrayal of Napoleon. And I say that mostly because, um, I think in general, history is kind of conflicted about how it feels about Napoleon. Um, obviously he's, like, obviously many died at his expense. We, we know that, um, but there, there are aspects about him that the that the movie doesn't showcase at all. In um, the 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 genius, the the um, strategy, like the movie's not interested in that at all. Um, so it feels pretty uh, like oversimplified to just list the the numbers of people that are dead. Uh, at his expense at the end of the movie Which is something that I think people are c- Kind of aware of already I would it f- in general in movies Fascinating when they do especially ones that are based on uh, Real events when they do this Like white text on screen Of like where people ended up Or what happened to them um, Air does this as well I mean so many of these movies do like Where they ended up How they died, who they died with, how much money they made Whatever it is right And it, it always feels like such a um intentional choice of what facts they choose to include on screen to end the movie with because it's what you leave with at the end and it's often associated with what that person's legacy is so in the context of some of these movies it's this person went on to support x cause and dedicated the rest of their life to nonprofit whatever it is right or it's this person made x billions of dollars and then died in prison whatever it is right in this the movie's making kind of a, a thesis point around what it thinks the legacy of Napoleon is. And it feels just kind of like a little oversimplified to me to just include the numbers of people that died at its expense. Um, but I think it does support your thesis Sarah of like this movie, I guess is captivated by the um, lives lost by this one ambitious man because the the rest of the movie doesn't have anything else interesting to say and then there's this kind of final cherry on top of just listing numbers of people that have died as expense the only thing that i think is um uh, like compli- complicates that perspective a little bit is the the text that then comes on screen of Napoleon's final words before right before he died was France army Josephine and then france and army like kind of fade away and josephine's just lit up on screen which supports the the four hour you know director's cut of this movie as well so i think that between those two aspects of it that seems to be what this movie's most interested by but i don't i don't know how those two things play together um and i i just i I thought that the the ending white text on screen choices were in line with the rest of the movie but then offered I think no additional insight into what this movie's actually about, which I just thought was kind of a, um, it's consistent, you know, it's consistent with the rest of the movie. So I guess they have that going for them.
1: Yeah. I, I don't have much to add. I think you're both spot on. It, it seemed like a strong point to try and make that. I don't feel like the movie made the rest of the time just with the, you know, realities of war, et cetera. And that those, those last, um, um, his last words on screen, again, just left me begging for, like, more meat with Josephine and, and that, that backstory. Because the movie certainly in its very last gasp underlines how important that relationship was and yet doesn't deliver on how important that relationship was in the prior two and a half hours.
0: Yeah. So between the cannonball and the horse and then this ending white text, I think <laughs> pretty <laughs> pretty much bookends this movie. Yeah. in in what, everything that happens in the middle. Uh,
2: Any other thoughts about Napoleon before we wrap up? Can we talk about Josephine for just a hot second?
1: Please.
2: Um, So obviously Vanessa Kirby is fantastic. She's great in everything. I want her to just be in all of the things and win all all of the awards. But Something that I thought was really interesting is, after they divorce, she the house that she goes to, the estate that she goes to is Chateau de Malmaison, and that means Maison Malmaison means bad house or house of ill repute, and I thought that that was so interesting that that is the place where she lived, and in in my little tiny research that I did after watching this movie, uh. Josephine actually took that estate that was really run down and she restored it and like imported a lot of like plants and, and animals and she had like these exquisite greenhouses and these beautiful gardens and stuff. And so if we're requesting other movies to be made, I would like to see the movie of Josephine doing all of that. So like movie starts with her getting a divorce and she's left with this really really weird place, she's in this rundown house, and then she seeks to to build beauty out of destruction. And I think that that would also be a really beautiful, fascinating character study about this really really interesting character.
1: Huh, that would be cool. That's a see. That's a great little detail. Um, I think that would be fantastic. I think Josephine was uh what's the word I'm looking for, but but easily the most like overlooked character. I almost wonder if they had just given more life to Josephine if it would have made the movie like passable for me. Uh, like <laughs> it, it was it was like she was just uh like a like a prop on set at times for like Napoleon to just kind of have somebody to talk to or around and Josephine was just kind of skipped by. Like that's a great detail for her going going through that. Um there's just there's uh there's so much there. Uh reading yeah. all the like the the backstory historically, Josephine was apparently like super jealous, like viciously jealous of Napoleon, which I don't think is how it's portrayed in the movie. It's flipped the other way around. Um, and so that would have been interesting to see like Josephine really like pursue and want to go after Napoleon. But one of the historians I read also said that like there was a really great dialogue between Josephine and Napoleon um, when he goes off to Spain and Josephine asks him, why on earth do you want to go on fighting battles? And Napoleon says, because I'm a victim of history. I have no option. Like, hmm. give me that dialogue. Like that says yes. so much about both of them. She's like, why do you want these things? I want you here. Why don't you run your empire? And then Napoleon's like, I'm a victim. I have to do, you know, like, gah. Josephine could have added so much more and just was just was skipped over. Like, give me those questions of like the things she wants from him and those, those, you know, why, why are you doing this?
0: Hmm. Yeah. I, I completely agree with your point around had Josephine, I think been more three dimensional as well. It would have sold their love story a lot better and, and mm-hmm. sold that dynamic between them. Cause you're right. She kind of is just like the object of his desire and his obsession. Um, and we see, like a few moments of her standing her ground or, or or asserting her opinions but on the whole like she doesn't get a lot and the the real life josephine is incredibly dynamic and is such a thinker and 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 has her own opinions and ways of doing things that she doesn't bow to his ego and, and i can see that that is a captivating thing for um a man who is insecure like Napoleon who like wants to prove himself with this with this woman that is incredibly bright and and vibrant like we don't get any of that and um i think that had maybe the script gone back to and studied more of those those letters just honestly take from the letters you know what i mean there's already so much there that is so dynamic um from the historical artifacts take from that
2: or be inspired by that you know but instead we get Destiny has brought me this lamb chop. (laughs) Incredible. This is cinema, guys. This is fantastic. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) (sighs) Okay.
0: Um, My one last shout out is just I think I mentioned this at the beginning, but real sets. Real production sets. It's just great to see that there's at least the few in the industry that can still, one, d- decide to like fund and, and try and attempt to do that. But two, like have the organizational abilities to manage this entire crew of people that can then manage um, entire production sets at this scale. Um, it was fascinating to learn the ways that Ridley Scott like managed his team. And he would have the like 40-some heads of each of the departments go through like page by page in the script to flag like where are there going to be production issues, um, what's the strategy for executing on all of these. Just the amount of like organ- organization that it takes to be a filmmaker I think is, is fascinating that I think we don't really think about or talk about as much. And at this scale, it's just multiplied that much greater so the the sheer skill set ability for Ruby Scott to make this movie I think is is pretty impressive and one that is I think like rare to see in the modern age where we have so many technology tools available to us to just do take a lot of shortcuts now um so I hope that he still continues to to make movies at this scale and that he'll keep it alive and well
2: Mm-hmm. yeah yeah just with a different screenplay
1: yeah yes
0: <laughs> he needs to know this about himself and choose yes. people that you know have written great scripts because he's done it in the past i think that's oh, yeah. fascinating in his filmography he's paired up with fabulous scripts and executed them incredibly well so it can be done we wish it was done for Napoleon all right Well, this was our review and discussion of Napoleon. You can find it available out in theaters. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Movies and Us. And thank you to you, Dylan, for coming on, sharing your thoughts, perspectives, uh, and heartburn about Napoleon. (laughs) (laughs) Where can people find more of you and your perspectives and work on the internet?
1: Thank you again for having me. Um, I actually am a recently new co-host of a a podcast called Leadership Opinions for Ordinary People, or LOOP for short, um, where me and a colleague of mine, uh, we're two everyday managers, and we talk about all the things that make us tick and how we're going to become better leaders and take better care of the people in our charge. So come check us out.
0: Love it. Loop will include all of the information of where you can find Dylan and the Loop podcast in the show notes. So make sure to check them out. They have some really amazing conversations um, over there. All right. Well, Movies and Us, our name sums it up. We're all about movies and the powerful ways we can connect with each other and the world around us. This podcast is about all of us and our shared stories. So everyone is welcome here, and we're so glad you spent some time with us today. You can subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you tune into your favorite shows. Drop us a rating and a review, letting us know your thoughts about Ridley Scott's Napoleon. You can connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at Movies and Us Pod, or you can email us at moviesanduspod at gmail.com. We will be back next week for a special episode, actually. It will be our 300th episode extravaganza. We hope you have an amazing week and we'll see you very soon.